We're on, Jameer. Jameer? Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the uh, podcast, Heavy Places. I'm, I'm your host, Jameer. I'm on here with uh, Dorothy. And actually, I guess we didn't have three misses the last couple of times. So sorry sorry about that for uh, those who, who uh, missed. And then today has been a very, very crazy day. So it's been crazy crazy three weeks, crazy three days. Um, but I, I will open up in prayer. Um, Father, we, uh, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We uh, thank you for your blessings. Um, Father, bless your people, Father Lord. Uh, help help this nation, Father. Help America. Help our politicians, our presidents, Father Lord, our, our mayors, um, governors, Father Lord, guide them and direct them. Help the House and Senate, Father. <clears throat> help help our local city council, Father Lord, during these times, Father Lord, during this pivotal time. Uh, guide your people and guide their hearts. Uh, and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, now, uh, Dorothy, I can't remember what, what we were supposed to talk about. I had several ones on here, but I I remember you, I thought you said you wanted to do something or mention something or talk about something, but if not, I, I can go with one of the ones that I have. Okay, this is um, putting on your spiritual seatbelt. Oh, uh-huh. Is that, oh, is that the one that I made? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? All my stuff has just been bad. We're gonna we're gonna uh, do another one. Um, oh, that one right there. I I do have that one, but I don't have that one on me where I'm at. Um, so that one right there, we have to do that one next week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for if you sent out the message for that one. Um, this one. Um, Actually, I'll, I'll do this other one that I have pulled up here. Um, this right here, kind of like a, um, is actually we talking about the devil this evening, and uh, and actually I I like to compare him to uh, I'm not that if you ever if anyone has ever seen this uh, cartoon show. It's this cartoon show I used to watch when I was um, a kid. It was this cartoon show called Pinky and a Brain. And you had uh, the basically what they were is two lab mices. Um, Pinky was like kind of like the goofy one, and in her brain he was like the smart one. But anyway, each episode and every day they basically had one one goal in life. Um, they was trying to take over the world. So every every day they would try all these different things to try to take over the world, like um, from uh, hypnotizing people. Uh, they're stealing all the money from the banks and all these types of things. But uh, at the end of the day or at the end of every episode, um, they always fail. And then at the end of the show, they would say, well, what are we going to do tomorrow? And then he said the same thing we do every day, try to take over the world. But they never were successful at it. And I like to uh, actually compare uh, Pinky and a Brain to uh, the devil. Even though scriptures does say that Satan is a god of this world, he's actually not really in control of it now because uh 
Adam, of course, gave him the keys when uh, he let sin and death in back in the garden. But even during that time, the only way Satan could really do anything was through the the power or authority of man. That's why he has a move through man. That's why you have uh, the demon possession and all those types of things. And even now, Satan is a, a very powerful, major player in the world. But still, he needs man's cooperation. And so we have right now what we got is a tug of war. We have a tug of war going on in like the school districts, like to put prayer in, in school, put prayer out of school, have tug of war going on in government, tug of war going on in our houses, tug of war in nations. Um, of course, Israel, we have the tug of war there. Uh, God says that Jerusalem is his city, people's capital. And then we have uh, the Palestinians and the rest of the world. They don't want that to be Jerusalem capital. They want, and they really, the rest of the world really doesn't have a valid reason but they are motivated by an unseen force, the enemy or devil, who's who is influencing them. He's he's influencing them, uh, the Palestinian people. He's influencing, and also he's influencing many of the world governments around the world. Um, that that Jerusalem uh, should not be belong to Israel, and Satan really doesn't have any particular reason that he wants it. The only reason he wants it is because God says that's his. So every, it's like one of those little spoiled kids, you know, every time somebody says, well, that belongs to him, well, that's the thing that they want. So that's how Satan is. And um, actually, I want to look at scriptures and give you evidence that uh, actually I want to look at five different times, five different times that, uh, that uh, Satan tried to take over the world, but he was unsuccessful, as we can see from Scripture, that uh, five times. So Satan, that's what he tries to do every day, just like Pinky and Brain tries to take over the world, but he's never, never successful. Um, and actually, the first time I, I want to mention is um, this right here happened actually at sometime after uh, the foundation of the earth. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And actually, in the book of Job, I believe it's Job chapter 28, it says that the angels were there when God created the uh, the earth and all that kind of thing. So they were there at the beginning. They wasn't there at the very, very beginning because they were already created too. But sometime around the creation of the earth or right before that, the angels were born. And uh, so they got to see the creation of the earth. And then we have, next time we see uh, after uh, Genesis 1-1, then we see that the earth had became form, uh, voidless and formless. Um, <clears throat> so many, many, well, not many, but some scholars believe that there was a period. Sometime between, like, when God created man and a garden, was a gap period between when God originally created and something happened in between that time. And some scholars believe actually that's when, uh, so after the universe was created, that actually Satan actually rebelled against God, which is recorded in uh, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. Um, So in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, basically Satan, he's seen how good he was and, how strong he was and mighty he was. And basically he kind of, in a sense, became fool of himself. 
And he said that, uh, well, I, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at, but I, I see God getting all the worship and praise, and I want to get the worship and praise also. So in Isaiah 14 and also Ezekiel 28, it tells that story. And basically, God um, wipes them out, <laughs> you know, because at the at the end of the at the end of the the uh, well, in Genesis one two, we see that uh, God is still reigning on the throne. You know, um, actually, the scripture I want to read is uh, Isaiah fourteen thirteen. It says, "You said in your heart, I was sent to heaven, and I will raise my throne above the stars of God." And I will sit enthroned on a mount assembly on the utmost height of Mount Zaphon. Um, so this is everything that this is what we're saying. He was basically saying that he was going to take over the whole universe then. But uh, we know that that did not happen. Actually, uh, he lost pretty badly. And uh, the next time we see him, he's like coming as a snake, trying to influence Adam and Eve, you know, Eve to... Uh, eat the fruit. Anyway, somehow he had convinced uh, one-third of the angels to follow him. You know, it's like, well, why were these angels were so dumb, you know, that they uh, followed this leader, you know, who actually thought he could beat Elohim. So we know that the Father God was still on the throne. So that was the first time um, recorded in Scripture as far as timing. And I want to move up a little bit in Genesis to Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9. And this is actually the fourth time. And it was it's times in between these times, but these are like some of the significant times that he tried to uh, take over the world. Um, so in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9, if you're familiar with the Tower of Babel, um, Satan actually, uh, what he did, was he got used man to um, build this tower, and he actually was uh, led by a gentleman. Well, he uh, no, no, he was actually a great warrior, and he was not really a gentleman. His name is uh, Nimrod, but he led to build another tower, and they was trying to build it, I guess, up towards heaven. They was constructing it, constructing it, and in Genesis chapter eleven, it basically says that the tower was so magnificent that. Uh, the uh, Father God, you know, they came down uh, to see what was going on, and and it wasn't really he wasn't amazed by the structure, the structure or the building of it, because there's so many things up in heaven that, that look probably look like make that make excuse me makes that look like a kindergarten project, <laughs> you know. But uh, Father God, he was so amazed and impressed by the people's ability that says to uh, work on one accord, that how they was all one, and it was coming together for this purpose, even though it was a very wicked purpose. Um, and this is uh, Satan trying to take over the world and trying to take over the universe again. And he's created, in a sense, one of the first uh, one-world governments that was ruled by Satan. But uh, God, he quickly wiped it out, and he didn't really destroy anyone. He just <clears throat> did something so simple. He... Uh, confused the languages and basically it made all the people scattered throughout the earth. They start going in their own directions. That's why we have the people in the different regions we have today and they speak all these different languages and things like that. And it's so amazing when you start thinking about the different languages, like Mandarin language, the English language, even um, 
some of the languages in Africa, and, and then you start thinking about some of the languages, particularly like in, in tribes that they still speak, where they are actually not saying words, but they're kind of like clicking their tongue and talking like that, you know, and people are talking like that. So just the diversity of different languages and communications that Father God was able to divide them into. But it basically split up everything and confused everything to where nobody <clears throat> will be able to unite it together. And uh, so that was actually the fourth time that uh, on the list that I have that uh, Satan tried to take over the world. Um, and we're going to speed up this time all the way up to uh, the New Testament. So, so far we've been in the Old Testament. The New Testament is the third time um this Satan tried to take over the world, and this is actually when uh, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came on the scene um, and the earth uh, in Matthew chapter 4. It tells us that uh, basically Satan, he he, uh, met Jesus in the wilderness, and Satan thought he would be able to uh, defeat the second Adam. Scripture calls Jesus the second Adam. Um, So he thought he was going to probably do the same thing that he did to Adam in the garden, but it didn't work out like that. Uh, we know the Holy Spirit was leading Jesus to the wilderness, and Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. So Satan was like, oh, yeah, I can get him. Like he's weak and defeated, you know. Um, and and one thing that I thought was interesting is they didn't, they didn't like, have a gunfight. They didn't have an arm wrestling fight. There was no fist fight, but they used the, the, the most powerful weapon, um, and a world of fight, and it, they use basically the word of God. They just was using words back and forth at each other. <clears throat> and uh, what's interesting is Satan also he recognized how powerful that the word of God was because uh, he was trying to even quote scriptures back at Jesus. Um, uh, he says that Jesus says that a man should not uh, live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. And then in uh, verse five. He says, uh, the devil says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, least you, least you dash your foot against the stone. And so basically saying what he was done was he was quoting one of the most famous scriptures, actually a scripture that many people are quoting now, is uh, Psalms 91, which is uh, basically saying that, uh, we're going to protect it from different pagues and pestilence, you know, that 1,000 might follow my right side and 10,000 have my right and left hand or left or whatever. But in, and down, if you go down to um, verses uh, 11 and 12, that that same thing that he said about the uh, the angels getting them, that's actually Psalm chapter 91, verses 11 through 12. And basically, Jesus responds. Basically, said, Jesus said, "It is written, you shall not attempt the Lord your God." Um, and then in verse ten, it says, uh, basically, this was the last time. Jesus said, uh, "Well, before that, Satan had offered uh, all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world to Jesus." He said, "If you bow down and worship Him." And then Jesus says, and again, I'm in Matthew chapter four, verse ten. I don't jump into the Old and New Testament. Now in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
So that was the last thing. And uh, basically Satan, he, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. He tried his best attempt. He tried his best shot to uh, take down Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And there was other things he he did to him, too. He tried to come to Peter and say, you don't have to die on the cross and all those types of things. And Jesus actually told Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan, because he knew it was Satan speaking through him. So there are many, many times also that I'm, I'm not really mentioning, but these are some of the, the major times that was recorded in Scripture uh, when uh, Satan tried to uh, take over the world. Um, <clears throat> also, I, the, now the last two times before I, I get to those, actually the last two times, these two times have not actually happened yet. They actually happened uh, basically around the Great Tribulation. These times happen around the Great Tribulation. But I would like to throw in one of them that actually happens um, right before the Great Tribulation. It's uh, Revelation 12, verse 13. This is probably like an honorable mention, you know, because in this one, he wasn't really trying to take over the world. But I thought it was just interesting when I read it. It says, uh, Revelation 12, verse 13, when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Now, we know uh, that the dragon is talking about Satan, and the woman is the nation of Israel, and she had given birth to the male child, and we know that's symbolized all symbolization of Jesus. And if you just basically, like, just reading through that verse, you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But that first part of that verse, it says, when the dragon realized he had been thrown down to earth, it's like, I believe one of the angels or hit him. I don't believe even believe God the Father hit him. But I believe either one of them hit him or threw him so hard that he didn't even realize after he came to himself that where he was at. And it says that he had to realize that he had been... <laughs> thrown down to earth so he must have got hit so hard or thrown so hard he he didn't realize where he was at it took him a second so that right there actually that one has not happened yet that's going to be happening like right that's the actually the event that starts off the uh tribulation the tribulation period um so let me get down to time number two um time number two is uh <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> trying to stumble through my notes but um this is uh recorded in uh daniel chapter 7 and revelations 13 and basically what's going on here many of you guys know this story already that uh so we have the uh satan with his own un, unholy trinity he has like the false prophet Though there are many false prophets and and antichrist, there are many antichrists, but there's actually a, a false prophet who's going to lead the new world, one world religion, and there's going to be an antichrist who's going to be like leading this. Uh, as Daniel chapter seven and Revelation thirteen says, a, a ten horse, ten not horse, a ten horned beast nation. Um, and Daniel chapter seven and Revelation thirteen that the antichrist will lead be over this uh, nation or this beast, it's called beast, but it's, it's actually a nation that he will be over, and it's actually led by Lucifer. And uh, he takes this army in Daniel chapter 11, he takes this army uh, 
and it's recorded in Daniel chapter 11 and the book of Joel chapter 3 verse 2 to this valley. It's called the Valley of uh, Decision, Valley of Decision. And uh, Joel chapter 3 verse 2 It's also called Megiddo, but many of us know it as Armageddon. So if you heard of the War of Armageddon, they made movies about Armageddon. But Armageddon is actually a name of a valley that is in the Middle East and in Jerusalem, Israel area. That's where it is, Megiddo, Armageddon. It's actually a valley. And it says that the Antichrist, he comes and takes his army to this valley because he wants to take over something that I alluded to earlier. He wants to take over Jerusalem. He wants to take over Israel. So um, even though the Antichrist, he's real powerful, he still has not taken over the the entire world yet. He still got a one world government, but he still has not taken over the uh, entire world because uh, if he had, he would not be trying to invade and take over Israel. And Israel is like a very small nation. They're a powerful nation, a very small nation. Um, but he still has not taken over or conquered them. So that just shows you um, that he's not, he's still in the process of trying to take over the world. But he actually does not even win that uh, battle. Actually, uh, Revelation is uh, 19.11. It says, now I saw heaven open. This is John writing about this battle. Now I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. And he who rode on it was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he judged judges and makes war um so that's uh basically jesus and is and he's not alone uh, revelation 19 verse 14 says and the armies of heaven clothed in fine linen white clothes white and clean followed him on white horses so we have jesus come in to uh megiddo armageddon and uh also an army of white horses so we have all these all this stuff going on. So we had this big army, the Antichrist is bringing up, but Jesus is actually coming back himself. And guess what happens in this battle? It's, it's basically like a one-sided battle. This is very bad. Um, Revelation 14, verse 20 says, the grapes were trampled in a wine press outside the city. Um, the grapes are symbolizing, or meaning the army, and basically they got trampled like a wine press, like you, you ever see somebody who make wine out of grapes, basically they just stomping on them. So that's what happens to uh, this army, that Armageddon. And basically they said it's so bad in Revelation 14, verse 20, it says, and blood flowed from the wine press and a stream of about 180 miles long and as high as a horse's brittle. So 180 miles long, um, if this is be taken literally, which I, I believe 180 miles long. If you know the distance between New York City and Washington D.C., like if you're taking like I-95 straight down, that's about 180 miles long, and as high as a horse's bridle. That's basically almost up to a horse's neck, somewhere around there. So blood flowing for that much, that it's a pretty pretty bloody battle, one-sided battle. Uh, not, of course, none of God's people are losing, but it's the Antichrist and his people that are, that are uh, losing. And you would think that after this time that the enemy, the devil, 
he would be discouraged, you know, and also others like, man, there's, there's no way that, um, there's no way that we can, uh, beat God the father. Cause he's just, un- he's just unstoppable force, un- unstoppable being. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. And, um, there's nothing comparable to him, you know, but, um, uh, one of the sad things is that's only the second time on the list, so I still have one more time that on the list, and this is uh we talked about a little bit about this before um but this is right after the uh, millennial reign of christ um so uh the scripture says that uh, in revelations that search Satan was uh released um uh, from the bottomless pit after the one thousand year period, so this is after the war of Armageddon, we have 1,000 years here on earth of peace where people are living for 1,000 years. That's called the millennial reign of Christ. But even after that, so we had the earth still being populated by regular people who survived um, the war of Armageddon and all that kind of stuff. So the earth is being populated by people. And God releases Satan out of the bottomless pit. And uh, Revelation 20, verse 8 says, And he will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. And number, they are like the sand on the seashore. Um, one thing that's really sad about this scripture is uh, that after being under the rulership of Jesus Christ and God the Father, our Father God in heaven, for 1,000 years, you know, where we have the best health care system, the best food, the most peace the world has ever seen for 1,000 years, um, there are going to be people when Satan is released that are going to be rebellious and they're going to follow him, you know. But uh, when it, what it ends up happening is uh, God, it says that God the Father sends down fire from heaven and uh, basically wipes out Satan and all the people. And that is the last time that we, uh, that we as believers, will have to uh, deal with Satan and Lucifer. So those are the the five times that uh, in Scripture where, where Satan has tried to take over the world, and he was like pinky in a brain. He was unsuccessful each and every time. But the thing is, with with uh, sad or unfortunate is though we don't have to deal with him anymore the people who followed him they still have to be around him because they're all going to be in a lake of fire together and in that first scripture i mentioned isaiah chapter 14 verse 6 i'm sorry isaiah 4 chapter 14 verse 16 it's not until then that that many of the people who followed him like many of the great world leaders or these people who are calling themselves satanists or witches and all these type of things, and they think Satan is all powerful and all this kind of stuff, they follow him. <clears throat> but they still really don't know who he really is until they get to the lake of fire. Um, and it says in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 16, this is what it says. It says, those who see you, they stare at you, and they ponder your fate, and they say, is this the man who shook the earth, kingdoms tremble? So basically, these people who are down here with them, they are looking at them and saying, uh, "You, you, are you? You're the devil. You were Satan. You was Lucifer. You was the Antichrist. You was the one who made the kingdoms tremble." And everybody was 
a spirit of you and they thought you was this powerful person and being and they say no it it can't be you because you you when they finally get to see who he is they like no you you're nothing it's almost like um have you ever seen the wizard of oz the great and powerful oz and you think he's all great and powerful because you see like it's a big old magic show but behind the scenes, like the little dog Toto, he figured out who he was, and he was just a, just a regular, 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 regular person like everybody else, you know, not even more powerful. The devil, he's he is a very powerful, powerful being. But when you think about it in comparison to God the Father, you know, it, it is like he's just like a regular person, even that he is less than us, you know. But right now, it seems he's putting on this big magazine show and deceiving people. And it's not until Isaiah chapter 14, verse 16, when they are down there with them, that they realize who he is, um, which is uh, very unfortunate and uh, sad for them because not only um, is it sad for them, but for Satan, not only is he going to be tormented eternally by by the flames and the fire, but also he's going to be reminded, you know, He's going to be reminded eternally by those who are being down there tormented with him. Um, a lot of people think the lake of fire that, uh, that Satan is going to be ruling down there too and that he's going to be torturing people. No, he's going to be tormented too. Except the people who who led him are going to be tormented. On, um, they're basically going to be saying, uh, you, you're not the most high. Um, you, you're, just, you're just as insignificant as us. You know, he's going to have not only here the fire, but he's going to have to hear that too, and he's going to be tormented by that for eternity. And uh, for us believers, you know, after all the pain and all the suffering, all the death, um, Father God, I guess he's going to say that's enough, you know. Um, and for all of us who who believe and accept the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Revelation 21 verse 4 says, uh, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. <clears throat> For the old order of things have passed away. So that's one thing that we can be encouraged. So after that last time, at the millennial reign, we won't have to worry about it or be concerned about any of those that stuff anymore. We won't be crying anymore or, or experience death even though after the millennial reign or during the millennial reign, we're going to have our immortal bodies, but we still, I believe, going to experience pain when we see people destroyed because they follow Satan. But after that, God's going to say enough. Revelation 21.4, he's going to wipe away every tears. He's going to make all things new. Um, so for any anyone out there who's listening, who, uh, who has been following Satan, um, I think you should uh, look and listen to these scriptures and then um, so maybe you can let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you to not be submitted or followed and walk, walking down that pathway because it's, 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 it's losing. It's losing. You're going to lose every time. You're going to lose every day. Even when it seems like you're winning, you're, you're still losing. So, um, uh, Dorothy, Dorothy, did you have anything you wouldn't wanted to add or say to this? Well, <clears throat> pardon me. I think it speaks that the constant 
giving Satan this edge to, you know, these chances to try and rule, which I don't, personally, I don't know why anybody would want to rule the world. That's, that's too much. But anyway, um, uh, it speaks to father's love for his children because he keeps wanting to give them opportunity to see through the lies and the nonsense and come to him. Uh, that's the major yeah. thought I had. You know, his patience yeah. and his love for his people. You know what? I, I never really, that's a good way to look at it and believe it because a lot of times we focus on, well, why, well, why Father, are you letting all this, these things going on and letting all these happen? You know, and I, and I did actually hear one teacher say that uh, 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 Father God, he knows everything from the beginning to the end, but he knows how things could play out for different ways. And they said, basically, this is this the universe that we are now or how it is now was the best best one where he could he could grow his children into who he wants them to be. Like there was other ones, the creations, I guess, that he's seen, they were far worse than this. And this was like the, the best opportunity, the best shot for the people that uh, – for the people of God to grow, to grow and experience his love and salvation and be, and be seen, you know, it's like, it, it's hard for us to kind of fully comprehend, even for me to comprehend that his patience and love and kindness and what, and what he is doing, even though it looks like he's letting the devil have a big show and be put on the scene, but really it's, it's not even about him. He's like a side character, you know, our, our role, even if you're a janitor at a church, is more higher and more powerful than his role. He's controlling the world, but your role is only powerful because uh, of, that's how the Father God written it. He's the ultimate finisher of our faith, you know. So that's that's the uh, the only reason, and, it's, and, it, and it is amazing. Like when you think about it from that way that you're saying about his patience. For us, you know, because and I say he's not willing to any any superiors. So I do believe he's he's extending all this time so that more people can uh, know him, you know, and have a true relationship with him. And I think a good example of how pe- how easily people believe a lie is looking at what's going on in our major cities right now. Um. Oh. And the rioting, you know, these people who are doing all this are believing lies. Yeah. Mostly and what they learn in school. Yeah. It's, it's Marxism and socialism. How much of the world believes the lies of those things? A lot. Yeah. So, and it, that's very sad. And we know how that. And some experience from from studying history, what happens when you follow Marxism or socialism? Those governments they eventually end up killing a lot of people. Actually, we see it going on in in China right now, and what they're doing also in Hong Kong. They are uh, a lot of people, a lot of the wealthier people who are in Hong Kong. They're actually trying to leave and, and get to other countries because of what the, what the Marxist communist is doing. They're destroying the companies and businesses, but they're also destroying people. They're not letting them worship freely. 
Um, actually, recently they they said that uh, all the pictures, like of uh, any, including well, mostly Christians. There's Christians there, but there's also other religions there too, but mostly Christians. Um, there any pictures and crosses and all types of religious stuff, and he said be come down and replace with the per- pictures of the president. So it's like if you, if you want if you really want to know what Mark Marxist is. If you really want to know what Marxism is, you just uh, look and see what's going over in China. If you want, even if you don't believe in uh, Christianity, you know, if you believe in some other other types of things, it, it'll eventually come to you and destroy you the same way, you know. So it's not just against Christianity; it's against all the uh, religions and faiths and all that kind of stuff. So we we should be considered consider ourselves blessed for the. Uh, the, the opportunities that we have here to worship, worship freely, you know, even though it's getting more stricter. But still, you know. And I've heard teachers uh, refer to the spirit of the Jacobins being released. I don't know if that's the proper way to say it, because if you remember the French Revolution in your history, and if you want to know about the French uh, Revolution, uh, yeah. read the tale of two cities, yeah. Um, it's uh, that makes a lot of sense that it would be a spirit let loose, you know. I mean, we know there's a spirit behind Marxism and socialism and that stuff, and communism, but there's also the Jacobin spirit, which is really an interesting concept. There that is. I mean, they were just killing everybody in the French Revolution, not just the royalty. And and I think there's a lot of misrepresentation of, uh, was it Queen Antoinette who said, let them eat cake? I don't think she was being facetious. I think it, that they had all this cake on the table, and that's what they were eating. So she was saying, well, let them have this. You know, that's what I think. <laughs> But that's just my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, they actually started killing each other because, you know, you know, I mean, they're, they're hurting themselves, these people. And if you look at the Jacobin spirit, it went on in the French Revolution, which hopefully Father will not allow to come to full fruition here, is that they started killing each other with the guillotines. It, it was like a bloodthirstiness that took over. Anybody that disagreed yeah. with them, off with their heads, you know? Yeah. I believe it's like, you know, I believe it's going to be really, really rough, but I believe God Father has a plan and he's going to combat it here, but I, I do kind of worry about that for the believers in France because I believe, you know, the scripture talks about Christians being beheaded, and I believe like that's one of the ways they're going to do that. They're going to bring you, even though like Islam, they they do behead Christians now. But I believe like maybe France, France, they might actually bring out the guillotine since they're the ones who are known for that. You know, I think they may bring them back. Very evil people. Also, one thing that's interesting, like you hear about Russia and China. You just think even France and Germany, you think all the people there are evil, but it is a lot of believers 
there in those countries, you know, so all of them are not, but it's just they don't have as much control or as what say, say goes on in their uh, government as we do here. And even here they've been trying to shut down Christianity by closing the churches with the excuse of COVID-19. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, they they are trying to do that. They are trying to. So it's going it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. We just kind of people as, as people. It's very encouraging. You see people fighting and rebelling, rebelling against things that are not, that are not right. And I believe just it's going to be exposed because it seems like it's a lot of people just know. And actually, it's a uh, I seen a video the other day. This is. I can't remember what country it is, but it was some country in Africa where the president says uh, they're not going to let Bill Gates come over there and do the test in his country because they wanted to do the test on them over there. But he said, no, they're not doing it. <laughs> so he's not going to let his people get tested with that. And that was actually the president who said that in that nation. Yeah, my husband had the test. But I won't do the test. I refuse. They can take a blood draw, but they're not shoving that thing up in my, through my nose. Oh. I mean, he said they shoved it so far up there, it hurt. And he went in because he had a headache and a fever. Now, and what they did, they did that, and then they, they x-rayed his chest. Now, if you have a headache, like a severe headache, wouldn't you... Do something about what's yeah. going on in the head. You know? It's strange. We we live in a strange time. Yeah. And good thing he came back negative because, you know, you hear the stories about how there is COVID-19 in those swabs and then you get false positives and one guy, I think he was in Tennessee, the health department called him, said he tested positive for COVID. And he said, I didn't stay there long enough to take the test. I got tired of waiting in line. So he never took the test. But according to their records, he's tested positive. So. <laughs> wow. I'm at the point where I don't believe anything they say about COVID-19 anymore. I just don't. Yeah, but I, I know it's a virus. I know it has killed killed people, but um, the things they're doing and saying and are just like all those people in New York being shoved in the nursing homes with COVID nineteen when they had all the other available places to put them, you know. So there was an oh, definitely yeah. an agenda in there. You know? No, yeah, they they're trying trying to uh scare people. Yeah, you know, and I went when I people. Yeah, when I went to the doctor um for the first time there was an elderly woman checking out at the window and she turned to me and said, They're trying to kill us off, you know. I said, it certainly seems that way. <laughs> so be careful. Yes. 
And then they're also saying that the test for COVID-19, um, if you've had a cold, you'll test positive for the COVID-19 antibodies. So, oh, no. yeah. And I heard I heard uh, one thing about a, a somebody that got killed in a motorcycle, but they wrote it down as a uh, a COVID death. Yep. So it, it just makes you wonder, like, okay, how who else are they doing like that? You know, where they where they died or something else, but they're saying it's COVID. Well, you know, they said George Floyd died had COVID nineteen. So I'm wondering, well, so nobody needs to be charged with murder then, because he had COVID nineteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> I did hear that he had COVID too. Yeah, I heard that one. Um, let me get off of here. Um, and next time I do the, the seatbelt one, it's just it's just so much things happen today. A crazy day. Um, I've been actually crazy three weeks, especially this last week. <clears throat> but I'll, I'll close out a so, prayer. Oh, okay, so what should we call this one, though? Oh. <laughs> Pinky in the brain? Um, yeah, call it that, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. Okay. <laughs> That'll confuse yeah, people. That's... I know, yeah. I hope maybe a little kid he might turn to it because they they know what that is. well no they don't I don't know if they have that cartoon out these days those little kids they probably don't know about that one but apparently people my my age they probably know about it they might they might come to it they might find it funny Father we thank you for your goodness grace and mercy we thank you for your salvation Father bless all the listeners Father help us to be drawn closer to you help us to listen to you and heed your voice and your commands. Fill us with your spirit, Father. Guide us and direct us towards you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you have a blessed evening, Jameer. You too. Thank you. You too. And Father, bless everyone. And good night, everyone. Good night, Jameer. Good night. Thank you.